Hello and welcome to the Miss Rolling In podcast. As usual, my name is Jacob Staten. As usual, I'm joined by JJ Armstrong. JJ, how are you? I am fantastic. Yesterday was my 30th birthday. Um, I'm just about... Only 30? Only 30, my little baby. Uh, just about managing to drink again. Uh, it's a struggle, but we'll get through it. For the sake of our lovely two guests that have joined us today, give them an introduction, Jacob. Because as unusually, we're joined by Chris and Matt from Forest All Over. Chris, Matt, how are you both? Absolutely grand, thanks. Thanks so much for having us on. I'm sorry I forgot to wish you a happy birthday, JJ. It's fine. It's fine. We'll talk about it off air. We'll talk about it off air. Yeah. Uh, I'm well as well, by the way. And uh, yeah, yeah. happy birthday, JJ. Makes me feel old. I'm 37 in a month, so yeah, not great. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Wait, sorry, Chris. What do you say? You're only you're thirty in a month or so. Thirty-seven in, in a 37, month. Thirty-seven. Okay. Matt, yeah. How old yeah, are you? I'm, about, I'm younger than Matt by by over a year or something like that. I'm what are you? Nearly forty, Matt. 30. I'm thirty-seven now. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, how old are you, Kyle? I reckon you're thirty-two. Oh, bang on! God damn it! Oh, yeah. This is the content we got you on for as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, this is. I've already wasted time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if any, anyone who's uh, not aware of for- Forest All Over they're a, a sensational podcast uh, covering Forest with guests from as you can imagine all over the world um, we've been guests on their podcast a couple of times I think me and JJ once together and then myself filling in for Matt recently yeah you were Absolutely. hosting for, for Matt who wasn't there yeah it was it was good <laughs> it was a better episode than we do when I'm there because that's not what you're talking about it's made, I'm actually nervous about being on this Oh, it's fine. There's two two good ones and two shit ones, so we'll be all right. (laughs) Oh, okay. I've put the good ones on the left, so we'll just be in the corner. Oh no, no. definitely not worse than Chris, but yeah. Okay, (laughs) already starting the digs. All right, we'll see later on, but okay. (laughs) By the way, can I just before you jump? No, just before you jump in, I just want to say this because Matt actually told me to tell you this. He he messaged me before going on the podcast, and he said. You should tell them that without me and you being alone in our comfort zone and the benefit of speedy edits, that actually it could be a crap episode and we could damage, potentially damage their reputation. So there you go. I've told them that. Thank you. I can can clear that up. If we manage to survive Jordan Kimberley, you guys are fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We survived. Um, We survived him. We'll be okay. You can't damage our reputation any more than already exists. I think a lot of people think we're rubbish, so we're we're fine. (laughs) We're open to change anyway, aren't we? JJ's hair. Wow. Wow. (laughs) He said change his hair, right? (laughs) He got called a UFO too many times. Yeah. 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 Or Baldrick from Blackadder, wasn't it? Or Blackadder the first or something? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's all funny games, isn't it? All fun and games. So we're gonna, as you can imagine, we're gonna fly into some fatal four-way debate in a second. Uh, I will give you a heads up though. We are gonna do a bit of a quiz um, later on. So if you want to play along with us, grab your pen and paper, get yourself ready uh, for that. Uh, but first off, the traps. We're gonna talk about um, Morgan Gibbs White and should we be expecting more from him this season, especially given the way that he ended last season and the summer he had for England on twenty ones. Who wants to go first? I'll take this one. Yeah, you go, Chris. 
I think that obviously we, we should expect more from him when he expects more from himself. Um, however, I think that we are expecting a lot more based on the evidence we saw last season. I think he, whenever he had chances last season, it felt like 60 or 70% of the opportunities he created were either converted or made into even bigger and better chances. Whereas this season, it feels like only 20 to 30% of them create big chances. So it could be partly because we're not converting as many of the chances he's creating or partly because he's not giving or breeding the best opportunities. So yeah, of course we should expect more from him, but I still think he's got a lot in him. I think he's been asked to play out of position quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a load of caveats that that go with that. But yeah, definitely we, we should be expecting more from him. Uh, it's additional as well. I'm gonna caveat this with I feel like I'm definitely the least footballer <laughs> knowledgeable person here. I feel like he's never he's only ever been any good if we're really honest, isn't he? in that central position in the middle. And even last year, he wasn't always in that position either. And I seem to think a lot of him coming in for the fee that he did, desperation we've got as a fan base to have him be this star player, it's all just getting a little bit out of sync for him. Uh, and add on top of that, the sort of trickery that he does that doesn't always come off, that he gets loads of crap for. Sadly, it's about, I think he needs to be given, we need to be given a chance to that number 10 position or in the middle behind a striker. Because he's just so rarely there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think um, he is almost wasted out on the right, but what that gives you is the the incredible midfield free we've got. So you sort of swallow it. And I think he can still be effective, but he just needs to adapt to playing in that position. But in terms of should we be asking more from him, I think we should, uh, given that he's got zero goals and only one assist, uh, which I thought he had three assists because there's the one uh, with Taiwo from... Uh, Man United, there's a Willy Bolly one, mm-hmm. and there was one which was a scuff shot last week, uh, which went down on fantasy football as a, an assist. But Athletic, Nottingham Post, and all that are reporting that there's only one assist. But if it's three assists, if it's one assist, then I think uh, he could still be doing better. Uh, and the reason I sort of put this one in is because there's been a lot of talk recently about his set piece delivery, uh, which I think has been tragic. Or at least it feels like it's been tragic. But I read a stat earlier. I'm just going to read it out that he's created 10 chances from set pieces this season, which is the eighth most of any player in the top flight. Uh, Neto, Madison and Eze have all created 11. Jensen and Trippier are on 13. And Alfie Doughty, whoever that is, uh, was on 15. (laughs) And Ward-Prowse, obviously, with a 20. So it sounds like he is creating the chances, but if I had to think about a a Gibbs White set piece delivery, it's a corner that doesn't beat the first man. Um, and I don't know if that is as common as it feels, but it does feel like maybe it's time to give someone else a chance. Yeah, from memory, I'm sorry to Gunnar Jacobs got to jump in there, but just on that point, the I mean eight to say that he's eighth at league, that's I think that's um sprinkling glitter over a turd, isn't it? It's a good it's, it's a good it's, start. It's a good eight, start. Eighth at that isn't a great is it? It's like it be. You know what I mean, or am I talking absolute yeah. nonsense? Well, he's no Alfie Doughty. I, I think we can say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think eight, eight, eighth is eighth looks good, but when you consider that he takes every set piece, maybe a bit padded. Mm. We had yeah, an that, and Chris were arguing once over this, and I've, I'm actually, to be fair, JJ, I've gone in a bit light on what I said because I've, I haven't I, Chris? I've always moaned about Gibbs White. Always, bit, and you had a go. Yeah. At me, but no, but what you said was look how. Is a break. Are we allowed to swear on this? You are. Yeah. 
uh, uh, goes, family show <laughs> like going on about how good his set pieces were specifically about a game I don't even think it was this season now say it. it was I think it was last season anyway he, and you referred to like one time took a great uh, free kick down towards the Bridgeford end and it went in and actually it, I can't I, every time I watch him and it has been for about a year now I sit there and go this isn't gonna it's unlikely to be a come to any use but I've mm. never sat there getting excited but is the reason is the reason why we're not seeing ourselves score from set pieces because of him? Not all the time, right? Like like a lot of like I I saw him put in a couple of good set pieces in the West Ham game. There was a load of rubbish ones he put in as well. But I suppose the point is he should be creating at least at least seven or eight out of ten should be going in a dangerous area. And I don't know. I just I also think that we can't. The question you asked there, Jacob, was is it like time to? you know, come up with a new set piece taker. I don't know, because Morgan Gibbs White is nailed on every game. Harry Toffolo, who people are saying should take mm-hmm. set pieces, he doesn't play every game. He has recently, but he doesn't all the time. I know I've mentioned this on other podcasts and stuff before. I'm just it's like we can't just go, right, let's take him off. Who are we giving a shot? And then you have to start Harry Toffolo every game to to take the set pieces. So I think Gibbs White still has to take some of them. Do you know what I mean? Interestingly I, I, sorry Jacob, you'll get to speak in a minute. <laughs> Interestingly, uh Another part of this article said that Forest do not currently have a set piece set piece coach, and there are no immediate plans to change that. Which I think you can tell quite drastically. We we do look a bit hopeless from set pieces. Andy Reid. Pardon. I thought it was Matt, to be Andy Matt, thinks, Matt, Matt mentioned that Andy Reid was a, a set piece oh. coach oh, okay. on our last podcast, and I went with it. So hopefully okay. he's he's wrong. We can call oh, him out. Later. He's, I'm wrong. He's a, yeah, he's a first team coach, isn't he? But I mean, I, I mean, for me, I, I think. It may be a bit harsher on set pieces for Morgan Gibbs White because because I, I think set pieces are actually harder than what people make out. I, I I get the point of beating the first man. I think a lot of the time at the minute, because you see a lot of players not beating the first man, is because and we saw this with James Garner as well in the championship. He's he's not trying to he's not trying he's not putting the ball in the mixer. He's trying to hit a specific head, and I, I think that that's a lot of the reason. But if you think about good set piece takers, how how few and far between they are. You know, I, I off the top of my head from watching the Premier League for the last twenty years, you, you're thinking maybe like Ian Hart, David Beckham. I'm talking about like world class, like actual yeah. set piece deliveries. James Ward-Prowse, maybe like Luka Modric, but even then, I can't not in particularly. You know, that that kind of high level creating chances every game it, it, is actually, I think it's a, one of those things. It's a it's a lot harder than what people think. Such a good point because we've been saying that about. Uh, expectation with Gibbs White and then referring to everyone's talked about James Ward-Prowse in our world anyway having with mm. Forrest playing the other week and everyone when they talk about James Ward-Prowse the next yeah. person on the list what they refer him to is David Beckham I mean yeah. that says it all there's literally yeah. no one else in between the yeah. two and you're like oh, right. and David Beckham hasn't played in the Premier League for literally 20 years yeah, yeah. So and 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 the other thing as well is it comes down to consistency. We always look at a really nice set piece and go, "Oh, the technique," but it's actually mm. the consistency as well. It's the consistency of James Ward-Prowse consistently popping mm. balls into the middle of the six-yard box, but just far enough away from the keeper, but close enough to the players. It's like that consistency. And obviously, if you see someone even fifty-fifty do fifty percent good balls, fifty percent bad balls, you're going to start getting annoyed because they, they're they're a chance wasted. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So ask the question yeah. again. That's the J- the Morgan Gibbs White question again. <laughs> what was it? Do you think we should Do be, we be more? expecting more? Oh, <laughs> with all that in mind, Gibbs is actually fair play to him. he's not talking about set pieces I, specifically. He's yeah, talking right. about yeah. should we be expecting more in general? 
Shall we ask I, you again? I, 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 I think the right wing position hamstrings him. I, I think it really does hamstring him. I think playing in the 10 or in that, uh, on the left wing when Brendan Johnson was on the right, he could cut in because Renan Lodi would, you know, was a good left back. No disrespect to any of the left backs we've got now. Um, and he could cut in and, and kind of almost play the 10, even though we're playing with two wingers. Um, I, th- I think we've seen glimpses of him playing well, particularly against uh, Villa with Olaina. Um, but yeah, it's, I think I think we do definitely need more. But he, we need to get him as far up the pitch as humanly possible. I suppose he's had Taiwo out as well. Obviously, Brennan mm-hmm. he struck up a good connection with. Brennan's gone, so I think add those two plus him being largely out of position. I think it is a tough ask. But a player of that sort of caliber and price tag, I think possibly in terms of his numbers and his output, I think you could say we need a bit more from him. However, I wouldn't trust any other person to be better at delivering that than him because we know he's phenomenal. And so on the back of that then, when Callum Hudson-Odoi is fit, does Morgan Gibbs-White start? Uh, yes, Ooh. but I would love to see Hudson-Odoi and Alanga given a chance because that is their more prominent position. But I'm not I, Steve I Cooper. Think, I think I Steve think Cooper Gibbs starts White. him. I don't think Gibbs-White... I think he's... When, Callum Hudson is fit, and I'm presuming this new kind of four three three, like the actual four three three, is his formation. I don't think it will be too much, too many more of these performances before he gets dropped for Hudson Adoy. Interesting, Chris. Well, and Matt. Wow. And, and and how does that line up though? Uh, so you actually have Hudson Adoy on on the right, would you? Yeah, well, him or Alanga can swap, can't they? But I think they they, even right. that can. Yeah, but uh, Alanga likes to cut in. Right. They both like to cut in, don't they? But. They're both right-footed, aren't they? So you can play on the right, I suppose. Right, right. Yeah. I've just got it in my head for some reason that when Hudson Adoy's playing, he's going on the left. But because I've got a very basic understanding of, the, of that. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Langer could probably be compared to Johnson, can't he? Because he liked to play. Uh, yeah. Like the, like the only right-footed winger that liked to play on the right. I imagine he can play, you know, go straight, straight, very direct, straight down the line and cut it back in. Because last thing I want Anthony Langer doing is spending too much time on the ball. Then again, with Taiwo now being injured again, oh yeah. I mean, you stick in the middle of them both. Tell you three can all tell me this. This is probably just a bit of an invention. What if you have you got your four, you go four three, and you three with uh, Gibbs Gibbs right in the middle, and put Hudson Adoy and Alanga both sort of forward wingers. Is that completely that, insane? No, no, I, I would absolutely because that isn't that where he played for Sheffield United as well. Gibbs I think right, so. Uh, b- but yeah, behind and die, I think it was. I think mm. he chopped and changed quite a lot with sitting yeah. behind and going forward. So that seemed to be his position. And he was Without having great at... like a tie way, having the two... Would you put hudson Adoy maybe as a central central striker? I, 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 would, I would personally prefer to put Gibbs-White in the middle, dropping in with those two kind of... Yeah. In, either in behind or across type thing. But yeah, absolutely. I think that shows what a great problem it is to have as a Forest fan when mm. you're debating that, you know, a front four of who's going to be in it out of Taiwo, um, Alanga, Hudson Odoi, or Gibbs White. I just think that shows such strength uh, in mm. who we've got in at this moment in time. I, 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 I don't think there's a world in which Morgan Gibbs White doesn't start under Steve Cooper. But then again, I, I thought that about Brennan Johnson last year and then all of a sudden the back end of the season he got pulled out in order to make way for a better strategy at 
times. So I'd say Gibbs White, if if that does happen and he does drop out of the team, it won't be every week. It'd be sort of like once every two or three games. Um, but I think I think you know the issue we have is technical players up top. Like Ilanga, as you said, his final product isn't great, and Gibbs White is brilliant on the ball. Callum Hudson Doyle is really good on the ball. Tyro doesn't seem good on the ball, but then he ends up putting in the back of the net. So I, I just think that. Cooper's always going to want to keep playing Gibbs White because he's a really good technical forward player. But yeah, it's an interesting thought. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Is that so, it? Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I just stopped, stopped <laughs> things dead there. Matt's there laughing away at me. My internet's so, been in and out, by the way. So apologies. I think I think the, the, ne- the next place to go is on the hot topic this week, which is that Everton have been deducted 10 points as of immediately. Um, does that make Forrest safe? No. No? <laughs> we were already safe before Everton got to talk to the points. Oh, in my opinion. JJ? Uh, I agree with Chris. I think it was looking like we had enough in us to be safe. Uh, not convincingly. It's going to be uh, stressful, obviously, because it is Forest. However, just having another team ha- be handicapped a little bit more. There's one more team down there on four points. Uh, it shows how shit the bottom three are that they've got a 10 point deduction and they're not bottom um, and they're a point or two away from getting out of that bottom three but what it does is handicap them and push them down as another team that are you know several points behind us so I think there's enough shit down there that we can I would say comfortably allow ourselves to enjoy the season won't happen but I think we can we can believe I, I want to hear why Matt thinks we're not safe. Oh, no, I, I, I just think it's that whole... I think already with what's happened with our team this year, and uh, I can't remember how we've said it, Chris, in the past, but in our, the only times I really talk about Forrest are with Chris on our podcast. So um, that's that's why I keep referring to it episodes rather than just chatting to him casually. <laughs> but, like, there was there's something about this the spirit of this new team. Still was already a new team last year, as everyone was mm-hmm. we were talking mm-hmm. about. And I think that there's... there's I, just, I just can't sense we're safe because I just, I, I can't help but feel there's a bit of complacency now I know we can't judge books by their cover I just I think that the players I just I just got an, an odd feeling about how it's been going and the Luton and even the way we caved at West Ham and even though they're a massive team Man United the way that we couldn't even pull off a draw or win there like I, I don't know I just don't buy it and I can just see it I can really see it going forward I'm like this is I bet you I bet you it's going to be so nervy against Everton at home and we should be really eating as a base level and actually be able to wipe the floor with them. It's just not going to happen. I feel like we're going to lose. Why should we wipe nil. the floor with them? Sorry, why should, um, sorry, Jake, Jake, I'm about to take this over. Why should we wipe the floor with Everton? <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Been, no, no, but they've definitely been winning games I'm lately. my early in the season opinion of Everton. Really good, and Decore is brilliant. I don't, we shouldn't wipe the floor with them, but I just what I'm trying to say is it shouldn't be as nervy as I think it's going to be. Probably more accurate to how I feel. I mean, Jay, Jacob. Enough, yeah, yeah I, 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 I think we were probably already safe, but I don't think this does as the. I don't think them get being deducted ten points makes us completely safe. I was speaking to my dad earlier, and uh, we were talking about it, and I think I actually think Everton will still stay up. I think this is, but this yeah. is the only season in history where it would be possible. I could see somebody staying up with twenty five points, which is when when you add the ten on, he's only thirty five, and. You know, that's that's less than what we got last season, isn't it? I think so. You know what? The other thing that comes to mind on this point, um, 
not, I don't mean to interrupt you there, just but coming on to it, I think the uh, Af- African Cup of Nations is going to hit us harder than the likes of yeah. Everton. And, the t- and I, just, I just don't know. I just... Squeaky bum time. That bloody Luton result. Yeah. Well, don't mention yeah. Luton again. I know it's, this is Chris. <laughs> I, I just, it's so, it's so key. To, I feel like in their head, the players' heads as well a bit. So I feel like yeah. the, I don't well, know. Got, I, don't know. We, yeah. I think there's a Sorry, complacency. Complacency is a good word because I think there is that. And it's not just with the players. I think it's with the fan base as well. Because uh, there's a, the question coming up, spoilers is, do we think Cooper will last a season? Obviously, I think we can guess what we're going to say, but the fact that there are people out there online that are sort of navigating the Cooper out waters with confidence that he should actually be removed and meaning it is crazy. Um, so I think complacency extends to the fan base and also like a sense of entitlement. I know we just said we're going to comfortably stay up, which is a sense of entitlement, yeah. but I just think there's enough shit down there to to do it but if anyone's gonna fuck that up it's Forrest because Forrest do what Forrest do quite a lot of times hey, you need anymore, to pick a lane JJ yeah it's so hard as a Forrest fan to be overly positive about anything the last few years have given us some great stuff but you just think at what point are we just gonna Forrest this feels too good to yeah, be true but I think that's that. Sorry, go ahead, Jacob. Go ahead. No, I, 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 I appreciate what you're saying, JJ. But I, I think probably the only, the only game this season where I thought, Jesus Christ, there's no point in this. Is there? We're we're, not, we're never going to get there. Was the Liverpool game? You look at all the other games, and you know, I'm not happy with losing to West Ham away, or you know, being in the position we're in against United and that. But it's been a, it's been a damn sight better than last season already, hasn't it? Definitely. Yeah. Well. I still think we'll stay up, but I just feel as a Forest fan, you've always got to have that. Oh. But we might not, which is obviously doesn't really <laughs> <Yeah>. work. But <laughs> of course, but I don't think we're going down. I don't think we're getting relegated. I think I was, uh, I'm more. I'm just not that confident at the current. At this, I'm just looking forward to how different we feel for, for better or for worse hmm. from April. I just, you know, for, for, but it's not even what Forest are like. It's what it's been like in in a football season. Any any in any league. Uh, I just think there's, uh, there's, there's something around the corner which might affect your next question about will Cooper be here? Well, you look you look at Leeds last year and they were in a really good position at the beginning of the season. They beat Chelsea three 0 at home, I think, and they were they were flying. And I think that they were at a point where um, no team had ever got relegated with this certain amount of points they'd accrued after like seven games or something like that. I think they went and beat Liverpool away as well at Anfield, um, and then of course. Slippery slope, slid down the hill. I have a couple of Leeds mates telling me, watch out for that because it could be you kind of thing. I think Not they, in a lottery sense. I think that um, they had the exact same amount of points, whether that's changed in the last few weeks, but at a certain amount of time when we thought, right, this is us, we're probably going to be safe now. Someone pointed out <laughs> that Leeds had that amount of points at this time last season and they obviously ended up going down. So, you know, there are factors that come into it, but I guess... That is a very good point that Leeds are a good example that maybe can't get too carried away. It was different, wasn't it? Because Bournemouth, Forest and Fulham all competed quite heavily last season to get themselves out. And that's one of the first seasons, I think, where all three teams went up, stayed up. So yep. it's completely different this season, as you mentioned, Jacob. Like Luton, Sheffield United and Birdie, I think they'll all go down, by the way. I still think they'll go down. Like you said, I think Everton and Forest will survive, no problem. <laughs> and I think all three of them are dice. So I think they'll go down. <laughs> that's a unique opinion. 
<laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. But I'm just making the point here. We're talking about it, Matt. Anyway, if for those that haven't listened to Forest All Over, this is my favourite part of their podcast where these two just go at it. It's, it's brilliant. Well, we're, try, we're trying not to. Matt said, like, we don't want to because we don't want to be just taken over. It's your podcast at the end of the day. Anyway, oh, no, I love just... it. Carry on. It's my favourite thing. It's like it's a birthday like present that. in itself. It's, it's more about knowing. I know, you have all got a story is that close to you that everything about the way, not even what Chris says, just the way he says stuff gets under my skin. So. Yeah, well, it's, it's what you say. It's what you say that gets it annoys me. So there you go. <laughs> I'll use that. I'll use that segue into. Uh, we'll, we'll skip a question and we'll come back to the other one. But so, do, do we think Steve Cooper will last the season? I'll let these two take it first. Matt, you can go first if you want. You like the sound of your own voice. <laughs> I um, <laughs> I I think he will last the season, but I can really see him even if we. Even if we do any worse than we're doing now for a period of only two or three games, I think he really, I, I can see it both ways. I don't think, let me be, I, I, no, I don't think he will. I don't think he will. I think something will happen and he'll lose his job. Wow. I don't want that to be the case. I really want Cooper to stay another year. Even if we come 17th, I said when we got promoted, three seasons, 17th is fine with me as long yep. as it gets more and more comfortable, as long as it's less nervy. I don't mind if we're 17th. But I actually think that team getting fired for some horrid reason, like stupid, like we dance with second, third bottom for about three. Yeah, I think I think that's where. Uh, do you guys get many comments of abuse from your? <laughs> yes, yes, a lot of times. Uh, I think so that's I'm going think... down. <laughs> yeah, that's why they just change your hairstyle. <laughs> yeah, that's why I have to change it from the UFO. Uh, I, I think that's where the complacency and entitlement comes back in because realistically as a team in their second season 17th is fine it doesn't matter as long as we stay up 17th is fine but there's a portion of the fan base out there that seem to think we should be at least top four consistently every week which just is never going like, to happen like like you at 4.30 on a Saturday yeah like me at 4.30 on a Saturday but uh, I, I just think people are are not looking at the fact that 17th is fine and a lot of people are just thinking we should be doing more because of the money Maranakis has inherited, uh, invested, sorry. Yeah, sure, makes complete sense, but it isn't as easy as that. Chelsea have spent a metric fuck ton and yet they're, they're not, you know, top four or they might be now, I can't remember, but nope. they're, not, they're not performing to the standards they should be. So, putting money in isn't a guarantee particularly in your second season 17th will be fine for me but I think if that did happen like say Matt and he lost his job because we floated around third from bottom whatever I think that just shows that as a club we're being possibly overly ambitious which is good to be but you've got to be realistic in the same same sense so if Cooper does go because of that then I think something's gone terribly wrong yeah, it would, that, and that's why I think it would be awful. I don't think it would be the right choice. Yeah, I, li- I live a, in constant fear of Steve Cooper getting sacked. Yeah, <laughs> that's why the results hit harder. I think I just, I just want the best for him. I per- personally don't think he'll get sacked this season. I think he will last the season, and not just because I want him to, and we all want him to. It's because I just think that he'll keep surprising us. Because the reason why we love him as a manager is because he's done that for the last two years. He surprised us in the promotion season. He surprised us last season when we were 
uh, like they were, we were basically pointed and singled out for going down early on before Christmas and he surprised us and kept us together and I think he keeps surprising us the Villa game last week before West Ham game that was a surprise we didn't expect to win that Villa were on a massive run um, and we kept them out kept a clean sheet so I think he'll keep surprising us and that'll keep him in the job and I think there's a middle ground uh, online and stuff where last season it was Cooper out very much, small minority than everyone else Cooper in I think there's a small middle ground which kind of cover their tracks by saying well look I don't want him to go you know but uh, Maranakis will eventually pull the trigger if he doesn't go with money I'm like just say what you think like do you want him to go or not because most of us think we shouldn't he shouldn't go do, do you want and, and I think that's the problem Cooper has to win the middle ground and sometimes I don't think they know what's best for them if I'm honest yeah yeah so I, I think I actually said this when I when I guested on, on your guys podcast that uh, I don't think Steve Cooper will be forest manager at the end of the season but I don't think he'll be sacked yes you did say that and now oh, you yeah. did say that yeah, you're right I, I, I'm not sure where not he would right, go. I think I think, I think right, yeah you're right actually yeah. I think this is It'd have to be a big job for him to take it. I think it'd have to be a big job, but I, I you know, I can see the Marinakas family and the way that they operate being a bit too much for him in the long run. And, you know, if he thinks Forrest is safe and he's left us in a good position and somebody comes in, I can I can I can see that happening. So I'll 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 I'll, I'll slide that across the table. I feel Where like can you feasibly got... see him. Sorry, JJ. Sorry, uh, I just Man United. No. Stop talking nonsense. Is well, maybe Man United would do that. But for me, it's only England that he would go to, I think. I think that's the only position that would interest him. He at least seems to have a real connection with the city and the club and feels almost like adept to the city uh, is what it feels like. He feels really connected with us and you capture lightning in a bottle and I think we've got that with Steve Cooper. So I would be very surprised, especially after all the faith that the Maranakis family have put in him, and how we've taken to him as a fan base, I would be really surprised to see him sort of rip that up and go elsewhere. Obviously, career progression is a thing, but I can't think of many more exciting places to be as a up-and-coming manager like Steve Cooper and Forrest, which is a project. He's developing and getting better every season. He's That's getting right. the backing he needs. Is There can't be many more exciting projects out there for a manager. Somewhere like Man United it's- is a big ask, and I think you're almost doomed to fail there, especially if you're a shit Surely manager like not. Ten Hag. But... I just think Forest is a special project in a special city and I could see him remaining here until something like the England position comes up. I, I think if Forest are 10 points clear relegation and a big club comes in for him, he'll... We are a big club. Yeah, we are. But okay. can I just say, Jacob, Jacob, just on that point, I think Jacob made this point in the podcast a while ago on our one. And the one thing I'll say is, the warning shot across the bow for that situation is Graham Potter. Left point mm-hmm. in a good position, went to Chelsea, didn't work out from rebuilding his career. You know what I mean? I just think that that might be something Cooper looks at and goes, if I head to a Man United or a Spurs or a Chelsea or whoever, I think Dude, that's Liverpool's the, the warning shot across the bow. Liverpool's a good shot. Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe then season if Klopp takes the Germany job. Yeah, that's a good. Show. Liverpool won't. Yeah. Liverpool won't take him. Liverpool won't have him because they've had Klopp. So it's it's really and the, the success with him. It's really difficult to take on uh, unless Klopp vouches for him, like Fergie did with David Moyes. So he's got his, he's really got his own thing going, his own brand now going. That's known now. It's in the prem. And like I mean, it's I think that he's got quite a good chance. That, 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 that's what makes me think Man United because 
Ten Hag can't last. You know, I I I despise Man United, like despise them. And gen- genuinely, I don't see what they see in Ten Hag. I don't understand how he's still got a job. They keep blaming the owners for some reason, despite the fact they've backed him. I'm not saying the good owners, but they've backed him. Um, but yeah, like you say, Cooper's got his own brand of football, his own philosophy. He, he clearly looks after his club and his players and his staff. You know, it, tell tell me that's too dissimilar. That's I'm not saying the football's the same, but tell me that's not similar to what Ferguson did at United. Yes, I guess it's because he doesn't possess that same almost like bullish exterior. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I guess I can't. I've never even made the link to Man United. Like that, no. it's a convincing yeah. argument. Chris, yeah. Chris has an Irish, like an Irish supporter yeah. of Forest, where yeah. everybody else around you has chosen Man United. This must be painful yeah. to even theorise about. It's 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 really difficult if I'm honest with you. But I think if, to, to Jacob's point, I think I don't know because Man United make bad decisions and they pick bad managers. So I'm not. I wouldn't. I'd be surprised if they pick Cooper. And I know that sounds like a sort of a gleeful, funny thing to say, but like you know, they gave Ten Hag full autonomy over his signings and his signings aren't producing. And now the owners are getting blamed. I mean, there should be recruitment policy put in place. But I think. To go back to your point about Cooper, I don't, I don't see them making that kind of decision. I see them doing like a Deserby or something and like bringing something like that in. Um, but it depends. It depends who's in charge or whatever. I think there's lots going on behind the scenes there. I, I don't, I don't see Cooper going to Man United because I don't think that they think he's good enough. As uh, testament to their fans that I always talk to every day, they don't think he's as good as we say as well. <laughs> he's better than Ten Hag. He's better than Ten Hag. So, yes, yeah, yeah. Chris yeah. yeah. bets for Man on Man United winning. He hates the no, so I, much. I he don't bet to, on Man United he needs, winning. He needs to receive I, some sort I, of peace. No, no, I made money. And he does it with England in World Cup competition. No, I don't. I put them in my fantasy football team and then they do badly and I have a sort of a win-win scenario in my head. Okay, I win fantasy football the points, they do well. I lose fantasy football points, but at least Man United do badly. It's that kind of thing. It's a weird sort of... So anyway. <laughs> okay, so the next question is, who is the signing of the season so far? My personal favourite, I loved, uh, despite the West Ham screw up, was I loved the minute. Really, really excited about him. Favourite Forest player at the minute. I think outside, out of all of them. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, I think Dominguez is a great shout, and I think he would probably be my answer had we not done this other bit of business. But for me, if you talk about a specific signing, I think it's got to be Ola Aina because on a free. He has been absolutely quality. So for value for money in terms of what he's producing, I think Olaina, but Dominguez really excites me and I think he's a very close second. I shot my load too quickly on that one. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. We've all been there. Um, I would say um, that Murillo is definitely one in terms of investment because he's mm-hmm. he's a brilliant player and even if he goes he's going to go for a shed load of money because he's only 21 he's, he's, he seems to be a class centre back already but I mean it's early days but I think maybe I might be taking Jacob's one I assume just by what he was saying earlier but maybe not Callum Hudson-Odoi for me is our best signing he was 3 million um, if he can stay fit he, 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 is, he has the ability to be a class player I'm not saying world class but he has the ability to be, ability to be a class player um, and I think it's just a, a crazy price tag for a player who's he's only like 23 and he's mm-hmm. he's yeah he's class so for me he's the best pound for pound signing so I, I actually think all, all three of those are absolutely fantastic um, and Dominguez I don't even think that was his fault against West Ham I think Sangori should be looking where he's running yeah um, 
but it, I, I think Murillo, Murillo is the one for me. Um, yes. I, I love all three of those, but Murillo, uh, he 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 won't be at the club next summer, and that's not because we're not good enough. That's just he, he is just he's going to be probably the world's best centre back. He he is phenomenal. Wow, but this is also, this is crazy that all four are different, but all four are unbelievable shouts, and you could make a case yeah. for any of them. I think that shows mm-hmm. we've really got it right this year. And someone like Anthony Alanga, I think, is also some great business. Yeah. He's got a lot of potential. I'd put Alanga above Hudson. Sorry, I'd put Alanga above Hudson Adoy, actually. But is that is that are you talking basically because of the price tag, Chris? Everything. Just everything in general. I mean Alanga was worth fifteen the price million. Tag is yet to that was that gorgeous goal, wasn't there? Yeah, but Alanga's finished product Alanga's final product in the last third isn't as good as Hudson Adoy. Yeah, and I think we can all agree on that. Alanga's yeah, but so Hudson Odoi is driven to the cause. Like I don't know where you're getting that we'll from. You have we'll these see. things where you think you can analyze people. I do. As a I'll, I'll go off interview. I really hope I'm wrong, and we have to yeah. give him a chance when he's fit. Yeah, he's got a lot, a lot to live up to. Has Hudson Odoi? Whereas Alanga is at least I'm all in on him now. I get it. He's not right. The end product and all that, but he's you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I, he's, 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 I'm a bit like with Marilla when I watch him play. I'm a bit, a little bit like fucking stop playing so good. <laughs> stop, stop, stop it because you're going to get sold yeah, he, yeah, take yeah. him off take him off he's unbelievable yeah, yeah. he is when he, unbelievable, drops, when he drops from those crossfield passes Ooh. yeah find out if he's actually injured after that after he came off how bad is it and- oh yeah it was a hamstring one it? which is concerning oh, it, could be, it could be bad but Big it also could be just well, yeah. you know he's, he's there next game it's really hard to tell mm. <laughs> if we lose him for this next run it was like Fulham Everton Brighton and whoever else. For, for me, happen. it's 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 when you Jacob and JJ say how good he is. I think I know where it comes from. I'm not saying that you don't, Mark, but like the way in which he plays. <laughs> yeah. I, sorry, I didn't mean it like that. But the way in which okay. the way in which he plays football, like if you've ever played football, you would know that there's certain things about how sharp he is, how good he is on the ball. For uh, he wins every header for some reason. He's not. I don't think he's that tall. I think he's like six one or something. Yeah, he's not like, tall. No. He's not. And like like so, there's just certain positional things. I know he was bad against West Ham for that positional play in the corner, but that wasn't always his fault i just think i just think he, there's so many things when you watch a player and you know straight it's like gibbs white technically you watch him play and you go fuck he's beautiful on the ball yeah. it's <laughs> Murillo is kind of like this full package uh and it's frightening it's at, how good he at is such a young age as well after playing barely any professional it was like 12 or 13 games isn't it for corinthians yeah. mad that's it's <laughs> bizarre crazy, isn't it it's crazy <laughs> Yeah, well, he's got a smile on his face as well all the time. Isn't he? Yeah, he he, yeah. he he seems like a leader. He seems like a really driven character. Uh, I think Jacob said this a few times in our podcast, but his interview at Forest, he wasn't really talking about the club. He was talking about himself. So he's obviously got yeah. a lot of uh, ambition, and you can tell. And the balls that he whips about like it's nothing is unbelievable. The runs that he goes on, whilst obviously at Liverpool led to a bit of an error. That's annoying, but the fact that before that he'd beaten two or three of them anyway is yeah. ridiculous. And obviously that goal mm-hmm. in Crystal Palace, if he scored that goal at Palace, I think I'd have kicked my TV in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was he's he's phenomenal. Or if Gibbs White had tapped his little that pass that he gave yeah, to Gibbs White in the same game, that's memorable. Yeah, I'd spin kick the dog. I'd have just gone mental. You know he's like. I was talking about it, the smile on his face, and I don't mean in a sort of mainstream media way they talk about Rashford all the time like that and stuff I'm talking about the way people talk about um, Holland 
Holland as a striker mm. is a bit like Murillo as a centre back. I think he's got that yeah. complete smiling, um, it's relaxed. Brilliant arrogance. He's relaxed. He, he knows he's good. He's ar- yeah, yeah. arrogant. He's relaxed, being at being brilliant. Yeah. It's like, it's like he's the best player on the pitch. Yeah, feels yeah. in a really sort of nice way. Yeah. No, way. Yeah. I, I, it's one of those things where you see a player that good, and I always so those things. I look back and I think I'd, I'd love to see what Pep could do with him. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like we'll imagine, probably find out very shortly, I'm afraid. Yeah. 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 We'll see you next year, mate. <laughs> yeah. He's going somewhere like City or Madrid in a few years, let's face it. He's yeah. probably get yeah, but hopefully for a shed load of money. Yeah. Hopefully for a shed load. I don't mind, but just take the money. Let's like Johnson yeah. this year. Johnson went for a good good bag. Like, I want I want that. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm. Look we what found it allowed him. us to bring in as well. Like yeah. I I tell you what though, that match of the day last week when he's he scored the, the first goal, didn't he? They play Wolves, didn't they? And he did the he did the bow and arrow celebration. Yeah. Oh, that, that cut oh, deep. That the arrow hit all of our hearts. I wish, yeah. him, I wish, yeah, I wish him all the best in the world. But oh god, Jesus I thought, I thought that it was, was beautiful. Poetic, he was he was, he was yeah. giving giving a nod to us, saying, yeah. "I still love you." I love that. I love that. It was like there was just like a fraction of a second. Where it was like that episode of The Simpsons where Ralph Hop, Ralph, Ralph Wiggum's heart breaks. <laughs> Can I just yeah, say, I there, there's if you support Steve Cooper online, you get a this is Nottingham Forest, not Steve Cooper FC. We're going to get a lot of, this is Nottingham Forest, not Brennan Johnson FC. <laughs> We're all Johnson pathetic. Loving. Look how pathetic yeah. we are. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll, be, I'll be honest. It, it's here, it is. I'm looking go for ahead, go He's going to get a goal at the City Ground. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> no, go ahead. You were talking. Go, go, go. That's it. That's it. He won't okay. celebrate the city. That, that would break everyone's hearts, I think, if he did. No, he wouldn't, would no, he? He wouldn't celebrate. He wouldn't do it. No, even it. even Marlon Harold, I remember years ago, didn't celebrate when he scored against the Seagram. Th- th- those players don't celebrate. No, no. Right then, I think it's time for the uh, the first. Well, is it the first ever quiz, JJ? That we've done. It's the first ever quiz. Yes, first ever quiz. Uh, I say pens and paper at the ready. You can write them down. Um, I, I, I've done it. I've done a very topical eight questions to represent the eight points that we are clear of relegation, and also because I thought five was too few, and I never thought I'd get five past JJ. So. <laughs> he runs this podcast as a very tight ship. He does. <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, so, uh, if you guys want to, uh, uh, do you guys want the answers after each question or the all the answers at the end? Uh, the answers at the end. And oh, sorry, yeah, yeah you'll leave it. Okay. You, no, you do okay. whatever you want. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, no, no, no questions at the end. JJ, what do you think? It's a do- democracy, so I'm already outvoted, but I'm going to go for end anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, oh right. right then, okay. Right. I'll give you. I'll give you thirty seconds for each question. That's only one. That's only one point. I'll give you sixty for the ones that are more than one point. Okay. Do we say Wait. our answer? Sorry, let's just clarify. Yeah. No, no. Write, write, write them down, and we'll go from at the end. It's just so you can't pass cheat. Them, pass them to the next person at the end to mark. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this will be great for the audio listeners, by the way. Just thirty <laughs> seconds of silence whilst we scribble away. Uh, well, I'll just repeat the question, my mate. Right. Okay. okay. Question cool. one. Uh, Forest's most synonymous shirt sponsor, local brewery Shipstons, adorned the famous Garibaldi when A, 1986 to 1987, B, 1987 to 1993, or C, 1993 to 1997. I'm sorry. 30 Jacob. seconds now. Sorry? I'm sorry. I was, I was 
Scrambling for a notepad. I wasn't listening. Can you just do that again? Yes, I'll repeat it again, my mate. Uh, Forest's most synonymous shirt sponsor, local brewery Shipston's, yes. adorned the famous Garibaldi when? 86 to 87, which is A, B, 87 to 93, or C, 93 to 97. Do, 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 it, this do, is do, unfair because we've just we've talked about the fact that I had just turned 30. You've got these two pensioners yeah. below me that have a an advantage here. <laughs> well, hang on, hang on. You should know that. You should know that because even though Matt's terrible at quizzes, I know that he, I have a feeling he knows that. <laughs> right then. You, ready? you guys ready for question two? I'm yeah. ready. Right. Who is Forrest's record signing? And that's the highest fee paid. 30 seconds starts now. So that's who is Forrest's record signing? That is the highest fee paid. You guys can just let me know if you've uh, if you've done before the time is up. I'm done. Done. Is that a trick question? That's a trick question. But, 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 I don't know, Matt, is it? Or fine. Yeah? All done? Yeah, yeah all, all done, done, all good. Lovely. Okay, question three is... Uh, what is... So, for, uh, what is Forrest's longest unbeaten run in the number of games? Ugh. Ever, is ever. What, what is what is Forest? Un, sorry, what is Forest's un, longest unbeaten league run? The number of games, Actually, please. The in history, of, in our history. Well, well, hang on, hang on. Do you have like a list of ones that we can go through, or I'm do we have to guess in the closest? Uh, the number of, up, games, number of games. Number of games. You have to get it right. It's not closest. You have to get it right. God, you have to get the exact amount of games, league exactly. games, right. This 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 should not be a hard question, by the way. Yeah, I, I know the other fact associated with this. Yeah, I'm stressed right. out. I'm stressed out. <laughs> Question four. What profession was Steve Cooper's dad? Keith. What profession was Steve Cooper's dad? Keith. Let me know when you're done, lads. I'm done. Got it. JJ's done. I'm done, Chris. I don't, I don't know if... I'm done. I don't I have to oh. get the thumbs up. But yeah. I'm still thinking about the other question. <laughs> question five. As a youngster, Forest Captain Joe Worrell had two loan spells. That's one and that's two. Who were they with? You get a point for each correct answer. Fucking 30 hell. seconds starting now. Ugh. So, as a youngster, Forest Captain Joe Worrell had two loan spells. Who were they with? Oh, One wait. point for each correct answer. Of course. I know I've got this wrong, but I've got a fix. On this one, I think one of them is probably easy and one of them is very difficult. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Fuck, this is horrible. Yeah, Time's up, Matt. Time's up, Matt. Matt's going. I'm getting... Uh, it's not right. I know who did the... Uh. Oh, no, I've got right. it. <laughs> Oh, there we go. What? Right. I guess there's no point having a time limit here. <laughs> yeah. Right. You guys, yeah. Six. Uh, so question six. Can you name the six players who have won Forest Player of the Year more than once? You get a point for each correct answer. Six. Can, uh, six. You've got a minute now. Can you name the six Forest players who have won uh, the six players who have won Forest Player of the Season more than once? 
fucking hell. I, I, I would say, I'm not saying this is, obviously I wrote, the, I wrote the question, so I'm not saying this is easy, but I think you could, you could, you could probably get I, four or five at a stab. Without how far back does this go though? Like, does it go back goes, as far as like the start, 60s? This, this, this competition started in 1978. Oh, bollocks. That's important info. Good, 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 good. Hmm. So can you name the six players who have won Forest Player of the Season more than once? I know I'm wrong. I don't think I've got Ten one seconds. right. Um. Oh, God, I'm done. A bit of throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks on that one. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> cool, Okay. Question seven. On October 28th, 1967, we recorded our highest ever attendance at the world famous city ground, which was 49,946, with a 3-1 victory against Manchester United. Sorry, the once great Manchester United. Who scored the consolation goal for United? Your 30 seconds. Oh, yeah, sorry. No. 1967. Fucking hell. You know... So, sorry, Fun sorry. Fact. In fact, my dad what? claims he was at this game despite the fact he was four. Sorry, who scored the consolation goal in a game against Man United in 1967? So, we, so uh, on October 28th, 1967, we recorded our highest ever attendance at the world famous City Ground, which was nearly 50,000, with a 3 1 victory against the once great Manchester United. Who scored the consolation goal for United? Done. I'm guessing. I'm throwing oh. shit at a wall like Matt says it. It's fucking caked in it. <laughs> question. Question eight. Then the last five Forest managers to take control of 50 games or more. So not including Steve Cooper. And these are uh, unfinished business era Billy Davis. That's second spell. Uh, Dougie Friedman, Ita Karanka, Sabri Lamushi, and Chris Hooten. Can you put them in order of the most games won, highest to lowest, and you get a point per right position? Okay, can, I just, can we check that question again? Because I feel, shouldn't Mark Warburton be in that list, or am I? Didn't didn't manage 50 games. Oh, right, right. Sorry, I forgot. So it's 50 yep. games or more, and you yep. want them in order of who won the most games. Yep, so you've got who won? unfinished business. You've got second spell, Billy Davis, unfinished business error. Okay. Uh, Dougie Friedman, Ita Karanka, Sabri Lamushi, and Chris Hooten. Your... One minute starts. Sorry, are we ranking now. them in how many uh, games have managed or how many games they won? How many games they won? Right, okay. So that's unfinished, unfinished business era Billy Davis. That is uh, Dougie Friedman, Aitor Karanka, Samuel Amushi, and Chris Hewton. Oh, Christ. I think I've let us down here, Jacob. I just while we're waiting for this, does anyone else secretly pray, wish, and hope that we can get one more stint with Billy Davies? Yes, Jacob, Jacob does. I don't. I would my, love my, it. My dog is named after our second greatest manager ever, and his name is William McIntosh Davies. <laughs> I want it. I'd love Billy Davies to be given another chance under this ownership. Yeah, I think I've got the answer to this question, guys. I, I, I heard what I th what I hope is a horrific rumor that Billy Davis is such a big Rangers fan that when he joined Forest, he had anything green removed out of the uh, manager's office. 
Wow. Checks out. Could be true, but I, I, I'll tell you something. He hasn't managed not, since he's been a forest, has he? So it's been a good 10 years. So he's probably still, he's still contract, in, not, not scouty, couldn't you? He's been going in at yeah, not scouty, yeah. taking him into the champion. Yeah. You could but he hasn't managed in 10 years, so no. He's a lunatic. Oh, that was the room, wasn't it? Going, him going to Wrexham. Imagine Billy Davis on, on Disney+. Plus. Brilliant. <laughs> the show to get cancelled. <laughs> right then, guys, are you ready? Ready. Yeah, I just, I've got yep. the name of one of those. Yeah, we're ready. Yeah? Do you want me to read yeah. the names out again, Matt? Oh, do you want? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, I've forget got, it. I've got the space for it. I've put in a minute second. I've just forgotten the oh. names. Okay, okay. Right then, guys. So, question one was Forest most synonymous shirt sponsor local brewery Shipstons adorned the famous Garibaldi when? A, 86 to 87, 87 to 93, or 93 to 97? Do you want to hold your answers up? Or do you want to tell, tell us your answers? Hold them up, whichever you like. Oh, that's a good system Chris, from Chris Matt. Oh. I went for 87 to 93. Same, Chris? 87, 87 to 93. That is correct. So 87 to 93 was Shipston's. Uh, 86 to 87 was Skull, if anyone's interested. And 93 to 97 was? Labat. There you go. Sensational. So if you've got question B, if you've got answer B, give yourself a point. Uh, so question two, who is Forrest's record signing? That is the highest fee paid. That's what we got. Ibrahim Sangare. 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 Yeah, Sangare. there you go. Reportedly £30 million, apparently, from PSV Eindhoven this summer. I was desperate for Matt to uh, sorry, qualify qualified for the Champions League and then decided he wanted to be Trent's side. Stop the quiz for a sec. Sorry, folks. Jacob, is there any chance you could repeat question three for me? I haven't written anything for it because I just went over it. Is it just yes. repeated for me? That's fine, mate. Okay, so question three was uh, the longest unbeaten league run for Forest in number of games. You're cheating. You need a number. Shut up, Matt. This, 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 should be a, this, this, this probably should be the easiest answer of the whole quiz. Why do you keep saying that? It might, it might be. Making me think might. something different. I, I don't know. Longest unbeaten run. Cheated. Longest unbeaten run. Is, there, is everybody ready? Yeah, I've just yeah. guessed. The answer is 42. What? Brian Clough, Nottingham Forest, went unbeaten from November 1977 to November 1978, which is one day shy of a full year. I didn't get it right. I wrote 30, 38, thinking 38. Oh. Yes, Chris. You got it right. Yes, you got it wrong. No, I thought you had that. <laughs> Chris, Chris, did you put anything? No, no, I was miles off. I was miles okay. off. I, was JJ? I, I guessed 18. I thought you meant last season in the championship. Do, do you uh, not more remember when Arsenal broke it? There's a whole yeah, hollow balloon. I, yeah, no, yeah. I, 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 that's the thing. I remember that Forrest had the record and Arsenal built it. I just, for some reason, thought it was a season. It yeah. gone a whole season. It was 38 unbeaten. It, it was, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was the season. I think like, it was the season halfway through the season we won the league, and then we won the then we won the Champions League. Yeah, yeah, and I thought in my head maybe you're. I thought in my head it was that, but I thought it would have been more than just the season. It would have been way longer, and then I didn't do it because you started saying you should know this, and I was like, does he mean the Championship season that JJ's talking about? Because Forest mm. also went on to straight after achieving that, they went on to be the, the first team to break the most losses in a row in a, a, shortly That's after so that. So Forest. I did yeah. not know. I did not know that. I did not know that secondary fact. That's cool. I need to let me dig. I, I don't know if it is a fact. Matt, <laughs> we don't know if Matt. I learned about them both at the same time. Uh, so yeah, it might not be complete. Someone said Forrest got the record for most games without um, losing until Arsenal beat it. But at the time I heard this, it was oh, Forrest have got that record, and then they went and broke their most losses in a row in like a couple of seasons later. 
No, we, the, the most losses in a row was I'm sure 96, 97 when I first started Sporting Forest, and then I think yeah. we broke our own, we broke our own record a few years later. Do, but yeah, anyway. Do you mean in Do you mean in like the Premier League, in like the first division history, or do you mean just Forest, Matt? Premier League, Premier League, in, in, first division, yeah, first division, yeah, Premier League. Division. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, qu- question four is: What profession was Steve Cooper's dad? God, Keith, he's a referee. 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 Referee, yeah. Yep, yeah, ref, referee. Keith Cooper was a Premier League referee until 1996 when he retired. Love Apparently you, Steve Cooper used to, get, used to get shtick at school if his dad gave bad decisions at the weekend. Imagine what it would be like day. now with VAR. He'd get the shit <laughs> kicked out of him. But yeah, but referees nowadays are all sociopaths, aren't they? They don't have kids. Fair enough. Because you're muted. Yeah, but I wasn't talking. <laughs> <laughs> Bono and the edge of falling out. Look. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but Matt. Matt, do hold up your answers for the next few because I know you. You know from our quizzes in the past. You know you cheated. <laughs> so, so, so question five: uh, As a youngster, Forest captain Joe Royal had two loan spells. Who were they with? And you get a point for each one. So I forgot about Rangers. That's the obvious one. Second yeah. one's a complete stab in the dark for me. I just wrote Scunthorpe, but I think that might be yeah. Ryan Yates. That, that was Ryan Yates. Yeah. Yeah. That was Ryan Yates. I, I thought Scunthorpe, but I didn't go for Scunthorpe because I, I felt it, Yates did that with Tony when they were there. Yep. It was, I went with Lincoln. Oh, that's Brandon Johnson. Yeah, I went with Dagenham and, and, and Redbridge. Matt, you are correct. Thanks. Oh, Foul yes. play. Foul Look play. that. Ah, the daggers. <laughs> the daggers. There you go. <laughs> so a point each if you've got Rangers you get a point if you've got Dagenham and Redbridge you get a point yes I never would have guessed that Chris is fucking Bono gaming. takes the edge Whee! <laughs> he's good he's good oh. so question six is can you name the six players who have won Forest Player of the Season more than once so I you, you said of all time point for each yeah sorry point for each yeah point, point for each, each. point oh. for each Good. You, What's the you chance just, to turn it around? I think I went too recent with this. Andy Reid, Chris Cohen, James Garner, Michael Antonio, Stuart Pearce, David Johnson. Nope. So you got three, three there, JJ. Who Can anyone I... elaborate? Oh, which right, three? So... Oh, Matt, Matt, Matt Reid, uh, so, sorry. Stuart Pearce, right. Andy Reid, Chris Cohen. Sorted. I, I haven't Matt, got Andy Reid. Yeah, I haven't got, got Andy, Andy Reid. I've got Cohen and Pearce. Yeah. And then I've put Lee Camp. No. Uh, Nigel Clough. Correct. Um, Stan Collymore. Nope. No, I scribbled that out. I put Steve Stone. No, 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 no. Oh, and Kevin Campbell. No. Chris, Chris? Like, fifth. I thought it was a lot of shit uh, thrown at the wall. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I have Joe Pierce. Yep. David Johnson. Nope. Robert Earnshaw. Oh, shut Nigel Clough. Correct. Stan Collymore. Nope. John Robertson. No. Mind, mind-bogglingly. <laughs> so the, the correct answers are... Uh, so Stuart Pearce and Des Walker both won it three times. Walker, for fuck's sake. Uh, Nigel Clough, Andy Reid, Chris Cohen. You all got? Yep. And the one you're missing is Kenneth Burns. Ah. Uh, uh. Ah, that's, and that's probably the one I would have said you would have missed. God damn it. 
does walk in. Uh, uh, coincidentally, Andy Reid won them won his two ten years apart, two thousand four, two thousand fourteen. Yeah, good start. So Garner didn't win it twice with the two seasons he was here. Garner didn't win it either time. Did Garner didn't. Garner was only half a season, and then and then one full and then, season, and then one full season. Where didn't Scott McKenna win it that season? Yeah, McKenna the playoff season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, McKenna won it. What when we went up? I think he's right. I think Scott so. McKenna won Player of the Season the year we went up. I think so. He Scott was brilliant. He was he was fantastic. He was, he was brilliant all season. Yeah. Okay. Brennan probably should have won it, but because he had like almost twenty goals and ten assists. But yeah, I mean McKenna was brilliant. Keenan so. Davis. Okay. Keenan. Oh God, don't. Don't. It's easy to forget that we only had Keenan Davis for half a season and he was injured for eight weeks of that. And Jed Spence. He's an absolute like, hero. Team. I love that team. We need to stop glorifying them, but what a team. <laughs> <laughs> also, do you remember that banner? I think it was... I think there was two or three and I got them mixed up now, but I think it was the Sheffield United semi-final at home. The banner that just had all of their faces etched in it. You had like Keenan yes. Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was class. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't think the name... Jed Spence that in my head going Warnock said Jed Spence was shot yeah I've got a mint video you know of at Wembley I've got a lucky seat uh, right by below you know the bit where they lift the trophy yeah I was just below that in a sort of area and they all the players are queued up to go behind me and I've got myself like a teenager shit shouting that song at Jed Spence and he's got the thing tied <laughs> around his head and he starts doing that at me at my camera and That's I've never uploaded it that's his it's fucking. Well, if only, if, only, if yeah. only had somewhere where you could put like forest content online, that'd be really good to put there. Matt, you need to send that to JJ so we can do the outro with that. Yes, oh, then yeah. we find it. Chris is fucking yeah, fuming. Let, <laughs> let them use it on their podcast, but don't give it to me, Matt. Yeah, cool. <laughs> For our podcast, <laughs> he'll give it to you and all. That's it. But anyway, <laughs> I've got to dig. I mean, this is where it's going to kill everyone. I'm just probably a bit boring now. I'm saying, but I've got to dig it out. May thirtieth, two thousand. 22. 22? He'll find 20, it. 21. 21? Who cares? Oh, we're, we're Next. 20, 20, <laughs> 2022. Here we go. This 22? is the mother yeah. of all questions. We deviated. The, sorry, question seven. So on October 28th, 1967, we recorded our highest ever attendance at the world-famous city ground, which was 49,946 because safety regulations did not matter. Uh, with a 3-1 victory against the once-great Manchester United, who scored the consolation goal for United? I'm going to go first because I'm 30, so I don't know these things. But I just threw Bobby Charlton at the wall. Don't know it. Nope. Yeah, I threw Bobby guess. Charlton at the wall. <laughs> Your guess. I, I, I was between two people for me, Dennis Law and George Best. I went George Best. Yeah, Georgie Best. There you go. Oh, he was actually yes! first, first division's top goal scorer that season. It was joint with somebody else I don't know, but Georgie Best. Yes. Chris and I are back on level pegging. What are you I'm on? I'm back. Jake? You're back level. So this uh, is down to the last question. Three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> I'm on seven currently. It's the, 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 the maximum score is 18. Two, three, four, five, five six, seven. I'm, seven. I'm on seven. I'm on seven. We're all on seven. I'm on eight. I'm on eight. No, Fuck. You're not on eight. Um, are you? Oh my God. He got Dagenham and Redbridge, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, and he got three of those. He is on eight. He is on eight. Matt, Matt right. if you win this because of Dagenham and Redbridge, you need to have a shirt next time you go on the next time you do you guys do a podcast. I'm fine. Dagenham and Redbridge with Warrell on my back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right then, question five, question eight. Thankfully, there's five points on offer. Oof. So, 
The last five forest managers to take control of 50 or more games, not including Steve Cooper, are unfinished era. Oh, what? Unfinished business era, Billy Davis. Dougie Freeman, Ike Cranker. Hang on. I put Sorry. Steve Cooper as Matt, number one. Matt, let him speak. I specifically said a thousand times, not Steve Cooper. Fuck. He did say that. Okay. So you on. lose a point. Carry on. Keep going. <laughs> How many answers have you got, JJ? Because it should five. be five. I've got Cooper, <laughs> missing, mate? Cooper, Davis, Friedman, Cranker, and Hewton. You're missing it- Lamushi, mate. Just swap Cooper for Lamushi. There you go. Well, right. hang on. So- so the last five forest managers to take control of 50 or more games, not including Steve Cooper or unfinished business era, Billy Davis. That's the second spell. Dougie Friedman, Ita Karanka, Sabri Lamushi, and Chris Hooten. Put them into order of most games won, highest to lowest. So that is the most games won while they were manager. Can okay. anybody tell me who won the least amount of games? I've put who's Chris in, Hewton. Who's in fifth place? In fifth Chris place, Hewton. yeah. I put Hewton at the bottom. Hewton. All get a point. It's Chris Hewton. He he was in charge for 53 games and he won 14 of them. He was an absolute dirge of a manager. Rubbish. In fourth place, everyone? Karanka. Matt? I put Billy Davies. I put Billy Davies as well. Uh, Ita Karanka is correct. Oh, it's neck and neck now. <laughs> in third place? Up. In third place, sorry, sorry, to confirm, Ita Karanka was in charge for 51 games and he won 16 of them. I've got Karanka in third. I've got Lamucci in third. I've got Karanka in third as well, like Matt. In third place is Dougie Friedman with 19 wins from 57 games. Well, I have, I think that shit. (laughs) In second place, Billy Davis. Matt? Friedman. I had Friedman, but he just said Friedman. It's not Friedman. In second place is Sabri Lamushi with 20 wins from oh. 55 games, which means in first place is who? King Billy. William McIntosh Davies. I put that in. It's for, straight, it's for a second. It was, no, it can't be for a second spell. His second spell. You forget, we were good. We sacked him for no reason. We missed out on the playoffs on the last game of the season. For no reason other than the fact he was a and, fucking and he lunatic. And he grabbing his nuts after he scored. So yeah, no reason other than he, 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 he went psycho. Yeah, he literally had yeah, a psycho, yeah, yeah. psychotic he, breakdown. I thought everyone was, was a lunatic, we don't know that. but he was our raging lunatic. Yeah. So I lo- Billy I Davis with 59 games in charge and 25 wins. I think that uh, JJ's pulled it back for the win, but luckily I've remained in second place. Uh, well, how many points have you got? Everyone, if you could top them up, lads, that'd be sensational. If anybody needs any confirmation or any questions, give me a shout. I've got. I know. I've got. I've got nine. I've got eight. I don't believe Matt's fucking beat me. Actually, I'm actually. (laughs) I knew going into this, I knew JJ might, and I had a feeling Matt would because there'd be some random questions, but. Just, I, I'm actually fuming, but yeah, it's between you two. Well that, done. Well, Jacob, you Ooh. said earlier that you took out the hardest question, and I said you should put okay. it back in. I, we I need a tiebreaker. I don't think you really get the answer though. Is it one where we can get? Well, hang on. Close if the questions are, can I answer it? It's between me and JJ, Chris. <sighs> yeah, sorry, Chris. Fuming. Uh, who across all competitions? Who is Forrest's record appearances? All competitions record appearances. Um, 
I'm gonna, all right, right. Did you, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna give you ten seconds. I'm gonna put a timer on, and then you both would have give me an answer. Oh, it's one of two players, and I've got this wrong all right before. Okay, I'm gonna have to go with. Right, right. One second. Uh, Joshua. Complete guess. Shit out wall. Des Walker. Nigel <laughs> Clough. Oh. Can I can I say it? You can't, Chris. So I think it would, it's always between Stuart Pearce and Steve Chattel, and I think it's Steve Chattel. Oh. Nope. Ooh. I know who it is. Fuck. It's a goalie. Nope. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know who it is. The goalie. All time record appearances. <laughs> you guys, all right. Number one, spend more time on our Wikipedia, and number two, spend more time playing Football Manager. It's Bob McKinley. Ew. All right. Oh, I've heard this before. <laughs> I've never even heard <laughs> of it. All right, I'll do a second tiebreaker question. Yeah. Who is Forest record goal scorer? Nigel. I know. Nigel Clough. Uh, 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 Nigel Clough. Oh. Stony Moore. Story Moore. <laughs> JJ. John Robertson. <laughs> Don't Stan fucking Cullimore. know. It's, it's isn't it Clough. So you know, the prim- you know how the you know you know football has this thing of like oh it didn't start in the prim- it didn't start with the Premier League right, you know right, it started right, in ninety two right. Forest have this issue of uh, our f- Forest history didn't start in seventy eight Marlon yeah. David Johnson <laughs> or Marlon Harwood <laughs> it's Welsh Welsh striker Wally Ardron oh, <laughs> sorry no it's, oh, wow. it's not it's oh, Grenville right. Morris oh shit I actually know oh. that I actually know that as well. <laughs> Right, it's got to be a question. We've got to have a tiebreaker. Um, sleep tonight. Right, JJ's going to cut this out because I need to think of a tiebreaker. Forrest scored the first goal live from the Premier League on TV. Live on TV. Yes. Who scored the goal? Oh, uh, wait, wait, fuck, I wrote Liverpool. Wait, wait. Write, write it down because this isn't fair. Oh, God. Yeah. We've you done remember, this question I, before. We've I, done it on, our, on one of our quizzes. Remember, I'm 30, Jacob. As, as recently you spent all your time on TikTok. How you've not come across this, I don't know, mate. Well, I, I originally have written Liverpool, which isn't the No, no, no. Who, who scored? Yeah, that that know, was the right... I know. We scored against them, but who scored the goal? I think I've got uh, it. I just put pressure on you. JJ, 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 JJ you want to... You while me... stab in the dark? Was it 92? 1992 would have been Premier League? Or 93? I think it's 92. Oh, wait, shit. What's his name? I know who it is. I don't um, know who it is. Right. I'll Col- give you... Colin Barrett. No. Uh, I, I, I remember the song Man. about who put the ball in the scousers now. I was at school I was at school with Colin Barrett's son. Still a pal of mine. All right, bragger. <laughs> yeah, little, yeah, What a name drop, eh? <laughs> yeah, just give the answer, Matt. We know you have the answer. Just do Are it. Are you sharing him? Yeah, there you go. God damn it. <laughs> That's the dummy. <laughs> I can't believe it. I got to buy a Dagenham and Redbridge shirt, Chris. In fact, I should buy it for Chris. <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I got the mugs I sent people on the classic football shirts, trying to find you one. <laughs> Dagenham and Redbridge. I'm actually oh, feeling go. Yeah, heavily weighted towards the old. Very people. impressed with your performance, if I'm being honest, mate. I'd, I'd to be honest with you, I thought I would be last. So at least Chris is shitter than me. That's fine. I'll take that. It's, emba- <laughs> it's more embarrassing for Chris. Not only has he come behind me. Matt spent the whole podcast going, I don't know, you tell me. And he's fucking won it. 
this this happens though this happens with him a lot so on other quizzes he flukes them and then he thinks he's a genius but yeah I had a feeling this would happen but yeah yeah oh, he's not happy yeah. he's not happy <laughs> uh, whatever it's grand we'll talk it's grand we're good well done Matt congratulations <laughs> I have the absolute feeling that it's not grand in the slightest yes <laughs> um, those okay so uh, on Saturday we are playing Brighton uh, myself and JJ will be in Poets Corner. We'll be doing a match day vlog, won't we, JJ? We will. Just to say, it's our first. It's my first game back this season after breaking my shoulder. And me and Jacob have not been to a Forest game since the Arsenal game in May, or not even seen each other since May due to this horrific injury. Everyone feels sorry for me. Um, so I'm. I can't wait. <laughs> that, that picture of your scar on the screen. Yes, it's finally time. We're back. We're back. Feels right. I can't wait to hear your boys' episode after you've been to see what your you know everyone's talking about the atmosphere not being as good. Yeah. there've been some mentions of it. It'd be interesting mm. to see what you you're so used to going. I'd be like, nah, it's it's fine. It's I, I think it will be fine purely because it's a bigger team or a, a good team. I think when it's someone like Luton and Burnley, I think struggle to get behind the team because it's a bit boring, isn't it? Really. So, like Villa, that sounded a bit better. You were there. Were you at Villa, Matt? I was at Villa, yeah. It sounded better. Oh, it was mint. It was yeah. it was great. Oh, great. And I was at West Ham as well. I don't know. Yeah, I was had to sit with the West Ham fans in the home end. It was awful. Yeah. yeah I think it's that's and just this. a poor stadium in, in general for atmosphere, isn't yeah. it? So it's it's yeah. also not their not their stadium, it's just where they play. I just oh, hate I it having to sit. So They're Upton Park. They, they were hating on the Forest fans and I was right in the thick of a particular clump that hated us a lot and stood up with them yelling abuse at our own fans because I felt like I was sticking out like a sore thumb. <laughs> it was so bizarre. You had to pretend. I love that. And especially, I'd only just sat down and started finishing my burger, literally at the beginning, as to make the first goal went in. And I almost thought, oh, shall I just leave now? Just, just, just channeling Smithy and uh, what and Gavin from Gavin said. You sh- no, you slag. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know what the best thing I'm is. Into, is I, I'm interested. Any of you guys go to Upton Park? I've yeah. never been. No, have you been up to Park, Matt? Yeah, I went and saw us when. What's that old ex England goalie played for West Ham? He's now a pundit. David James Green. No, Rob Green. Rob Green was still in goal. Was that the match? Three-two loss. They scored from a fluke cross. Yeah. I was there as well. What oh, yeah. what a great ground. Very similar to the city ground. And all Very of a sudden they sell their, sell their soul. And It was great. Yeah. This is yeah. what I don't understand about you lot. I vaguely remember last season. And you were like, oh, yes, that free team victory at Upton Park. Because I was there. Because I was there. Oh, no. It's... Was this pre alcohol? Was it when you were a kid? Yes. Maybe, yeah, that, that, maybe that's a, a lot yeah. of the reason for my foggy memory. I mean, I one really thing I will say is. The the stand was so low that I couldn't see the other end of the pitch, so I didn't see any of the forest goal. Yeah, I, d- I remember that. Yeah, I remember we yeah. singing "You Let Your Country Down." You let yeah. your country yeah, down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brutal. <laughs> was that was that World Cup twenty ten when he let that? Uh, yeah, it was you against uh, USA? Yeah. Against USA, yeah. yeah, which was great for me because I'm Irish, so I'm just delighted. <laughs> and so obviously, so is everyone who plays for America, so. Or from Boston, yeah. either way. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> see, I always see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. All right, guys. So uh, we end the episode with guessing what we think the score will be against Brighton. So, Chris, what do you think? 
Uh, I think we'll beat Brighton. Um, I think that, you know, obviously we had a good record against them last season, four points off out of six. It's a different season, but I still think we'll beat them. They're struggling to find form at the moment. I don't think they've won in the last five. I know they're going to be gunning for us, but Matoma got a bit of a knock during the week. I think we'll beat them. I think we'll win 2-1. Yeah. Okay, Matt? Um, yeah, I just don't think... Oh, I just can't see it. I've gone all pessimistic. I changed daily, though. I, got, I think we'll draw. I really think we'll draw. No. I would argue that's optimistic because they are a very good team. Right, right, yeah. JJ? I'm going for a Nottingham Forest 1 0 win and then a lovely, infamous city ground atmosphere lifting the players through, a bit like Villa. We'll have to really dig in. I think they're a good side, very well coached, but I think I could see us picking up three points. It's so true uh, what you said, everything that we said at the beginning of the episode about. Um, in complacent, there's moaning about a one-all draw with Brighton. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that, yeah. I, 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 I'll take a point right now. I think what was the score last week? We beat them three-one last season. It was at the end, wasn't it? Three-one, yeah, yeah. They scored a dislike uh, goal late, though. Uh, you said two-one, didn't you, Chris? JJ said one-nil. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think we'll win. Um, I'll go for the best score in football, three two, Forest. I, th- I just have a just is is they're a good team, so I think we'll do well. I think we'll pr- we'll probably drop points against Everton. Well, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's that's the way the cookie crumbles, isn't it? We're all pretty optimistic about this weekend. Then we're going to go out there and do the job. Is that right? I have, yeah. like, I have had most of the bottle of the wine, so yeah. Fair enough. Well, I haven't been drinking, and that's weekend. that's that's strange for me. So, and I it's think we're going to win. Yeah. Yeah? Right. Jake, I hope you enjoy sure? the game, lads. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah? Well, thank you very, very, very much for Chris and Matt. I think it's been a, an excellent episode. Uh, I'll let you guys plug and tell us where you are. Um, uh, Matt, do you want to take this or do you want me uh, to take Chris, it? Chris, do it. Uh, yeah, because you don't remember or know. But uh, it's uh, at Forest All Over on Instagram or at NFFC All Over on Twitter is where we are. And uh, it's the Forest All Over podcast because we're the Forest All Over the World podcast. Follow us um, and like us and listen to us as well. And uh, Matt keeps shaking his head as if we're not the Forest Love the World podcast. We've had lots of people from lots of different countries on loads of times when we can match the time zones up. Uh, but Matt's sometimes missing, so that's why he's doing that. But yeah, brilliant. Matt, you want to say anything else? Sir? Every podcast goes to everywhere around the world. No, well, but, but it's yeah. different. We have fans from different parts of the world on who are part of fan groups in Serbia, China, everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> How are you two arguing about what you are as a podcast? I know. I'm sorry for wasting your time. Well, I really <laughs> am. You, you your, your listeners, are, as Matt said, we're going to damage your reputation. And we already You've have. enhanced it. You've enhanced it. If you look, the, those that are watching in the video if you look below there'll be some things flashing around the screen uh, you'll notice that it says there Instagram and Twitter so you've got the handle there the link will also be in the description which will be easier for you to click so make sure you follow them because they are lovely lads or at least one of them is I'll let them decide which one that is <laughs> well it'd be great to join you guys I love listening to your show and it's um, thanks for having us yeah thanks right. so much you guys are great Brilliant, honestly, and Jacob's filled in for Matt before, and JJ and Jacob have both been on our podcast, and honestly, you lads are lovely. We've both been to the Poets Corner and uh, had points with you separately. Hopefully, we can do it together, yeah. all four of us. Yes, yes absolutely, 300%. Um, so, if you're listening for the first time, you've had an absolute treat. God bless you. If you've come back again and again and again, 
God knows we love you. You Reds. You Reds. You Reds. You Reds.